it's if you just don't do anything. And then we all know in this industry, it's about 90% of the agents don't really do anything. I mean, they like having the title. They like periodically making a, you know, a sizable commission check, et cetera. But beyond that, they, they complain about the leads. They complain, you know, about everything under the sun. And if they, if anybody listens to me, gets offended, then please understand it's not intended to do that. Maybe it's just time for you to look in the mirror and wake up. Hey everybody, welcome to another Rainmaker podcast. And we got a very special guest on for today, um, Jeremy Hayes. And so today he's gonna be sharing his story. He is one of the Brent, the newest agents in the Agent Accelerator program that we have. Jeremy, it's nice to have you on today, sir. Thank you so much for joining. Appreciate the opportunity, Arturo. Awesome. So we, we just we don't want to waste any time. We just want to hop right in. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you even got introduced to the life insurance business in the first place. Uh, I've always been in some form of, I hate necessarily saying just sales, even though that's what the industries would define it as, um, but more operational customer service and um, client acquisition, if you will. So mm -hmm. just we call it sales. But I've been in that my entire life. And there's, I can't really even think of one time that there hasn't been some aspect of selling involved in anything that I've done. I got into the financial services and insurance industry specifically because I was a recruiting director for a company, for a third party company in pharma. And in 2020, and the owner died. Wow. <laughs> uh, not COVID. He had multiple tests ran, but he passed away. Great guy. He was the only reason I even took that job because I saw the opportunity to help him grow his business and a lot of opportunity within that industry in general. But he passed the individual that was put in place as the executive VP, just not a fan. And I had people I wanted to let go, but she wouldn't let me because I knew that they were a hindrance to the team as a whole. And she wouldn't let me get rid of them. She was just blocking me at every path. And so it just came to a point where I said, this isn't going to work. And I knew I needed to be able to start something for myself again. And when I looked at this industry and all the opportunity, not just for myself from a financial perspective, and I need people that hear this and listen to this to understand that obviously is a driving factor because right. if you want to be able to make sure that you can pay bills, take care of your family, if you have one, et cetera. Yeah. You want to find something where the ROI is high, but more than that, I kept seeing all this just, and you've heard me use this phrase, lying, snake oil, yes. junk, slimy. I hate it. Mm -hmm. And I do it constantly helping people get away from those types of policies and situations and fixing it to where it's something that makes sense, they can trust, and is actually going to help their family. Those were the two main reasons I got into this industry. And also, if I'm being completely honest, it's because I didn't have to worry about an executive VP trying to keep people around that were her pets. Nice. Gotcha. Okay. So um, what were you doing before you got into the life insurance business? Uh, that specifically right before was the recruiting director for the recruiting department in a third party company in pharma. And then prior to that, my background is in kinesiology. Okay. That's what my degree is in. I was a personal training director and trainer for a decade, uh, went into business with a, a couple of guys who I love them as people, but I'll never do business with them again <laughs> uh, in, in 
direct and digital marketing, SEO, et cetera. And uh, when that ship started to go down, then I had to look for other options, met the gentleman I was just speaking about who unfortunately passed in 2020. And now I work in the financial services industry and I'm also a business consultant and a business broker. Awesome. Awesome. So um, before you connected with us, what were some of the challenges that you were kind of facing um, in the business that, um, you know, you were trying to solve? Efficiency, plain and simple on all fronts okay. when it comes to not just lead flow and lead gen, um, but uh, efficiency when it comes to being able to have the appointment setter. Okay. That's a huge plus um, being able to make sure that you're hitting all the leads that come through in real time to be able to get them into the calendar. Once that's there in place, if I have a cancellation or a no show or whatever the case may be now I can pivot to a very red hot lead that prop that needed to reschedule or that I need to follow up with that I know is, you know, right there on the cusp of making the decision to move forward and get the coverage they know they need. But there was, they procrastinate. I mean, that's really all there is to it. And that streamline has made things already three, four times easier to run the business and really looking at the opportunity to build a team and teach them and coach them the way that I think and function versus what you see 145% comp. Oh, greatest in all the carriers. That's a lie for anybody that ever says they have all the carriers. That's a lie. And I don't like that constant push of compensation, 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 flash, 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 because if you live that way, it's not sustainable. Right. Gotcha. So, so tell, let's talk about the, the importance of having that appointment center because most people may not know what you're referring to. And so in the agent accelerator program, we hire, train and vet, uh, an appointment center that we then uh, employ into your business to to generate 30 to, to 45 appointments for you to make you more efficient. So let's talk about why that was so important to you um, and, and made a difference for you in, in your business. Like, like I said, follow up. I'm manic about follow up. I mean, I and when people sit there and um, one of my buddies asked me last night in the industry, you know, why, you know, what's so, why do you do that? I said, fresh leads, fresh prospects are always important, but do you want your clients to think you're just like every other sales guy or do you want them to actually know you're different? That's where follow-up comes in, not just to get the initial policy written, but more so on the back end when it comes to birthdays, holidays, just checking in periodically. And that's something that I take a lot of pride in making sure I continue to do. So the appointment center has allowed me the opportunity to do that. And specifically off of the agent accelerator program, I've already gotten four referrals that have added to my total so far that I've been able to generate while using your program because of the follow-up and checking in. Gotcha. People don't understand that. They just yeah. don't see that's so important. 
And I really and I'm glad you mentioned that because I really want to talk into this because I think some life insurance agents watching this are missing the opportunity on like turning one client into two, three, four. And they're just, you know, burning through the market. Just like I just need more leads. I just need more appointments. But in, in essence, you you know, you already have enough right now. If you just went back for those touch points of, of birthdays, life changes, checking in with people and they felt like you cared, they would then refer you to other people. But then sometimes they would have circumstances where they may have got a raise or maybe they switched jobs and now they got a 401k sitting there with an uh, annuity opportunity because they switched jobs or they had a death in the family of an inheritance that if you don't check in, you miss those things. And, and the agent behind you gets lucky because they just come right in and that could have been yourself. So let's let's walk through the importance of the follow up and like what that means, because I know people saying follow up money's in the follow up. But what are you actually doing in regards to follow up specifically to increase mm -hmm. getting referrals and adding to your bottom line? Because, again, this saves you money on lead spend when you're not just going out to buy more leads. Right. You can now take yeah. the same leads that you have make sales and turn them into more. So this can increase your ROI. hundred percent. Um, I'm completely paperless now. You might, you know, this is my little makeshift office. Like we were talking about before we started recording, anybody mm -hmm. that sees this, they'll be like, man, this guy lives in squalor. It's intentional. It's 100% intentional. I want to stay cheap. I want my overhead low lean. Everything else can run smoother because the more crap you have to worry about paying for or keeping maintained, the less you can focus on building, growing and becoming sustainable. I don't ever want to do that. I've done that before. I've tried to play knight in shining armor in some respects before. Never again. Yeah. So. Well, hang on one second, because to your point, I want to I want to hammer this home because I've, I'm in the same alignment with you on this. So I want to kind of piggyback on this. So a lot of times as we kind of get to a certain level, we want to get to like 10,000 a month or 30K a month. Then once we get there, but what we don't realize is that there's levels to this. Right. It's not mm -hmm. how much money you make. It's how much money you keep. That's the real game. And what happens is, is as your income goes up for most people. We call it a uh, lifestyle creep. Your lifestyle expenses tend to creep. And so now what you're doing, you're um, trying to live this lifestyle. But also when you buy these things, it takes your attention. If you were mm -hmm. to buy a really nice car or a really nice TV or a really nice ho house, well, now I guess what you got to do, you got to make the most of it. Somebody's got to see it. So number one, you got to drive it around. Number two, you got to host parties at it. Number three, you have to do all these things. These things are distractions that get you away from the goal in your business 100%. Hey, I just want to break in here for just a couple of seconds. If you're a life insurance agent that wants to go from zero to 100K per month, I need you to listen up. We have a free course that you can grab right now. The link is in the description for this video. You're going to get over 30 hours of training and deep dive instruction on how you can do this. It is the best performing piece that we have that is absolutely free to life insurance agents to take them from where they are, 100K plus every month. Follow these instructions, grab the course. It's called Life Insurance Agent University. Yeah, I can't stand that stuff. That's, I mean, like, you see a watch? No. Walmart. Yeah. I don't care. For sure. My job. I tell my clients, I'm like, listen, my job is to not look flashy, is, is not to look flashy so that you think I'm, you know, big time. My job is to look like I can get in the trenches and go to work for you. For sure. 
So let's go back to the follow-up. So what does your follow-up look like? Um, When I've got, say, somebody who I had a first appointment with, okay, and they're not a client yet, I'm talking tier one, and I'll go down. Tier one, obviously, is clients that are already in place that have a policy in place with me, and I'm following up to keep tabs on them. Uh, I'll tell you about an IUL story here in a second that was not from this program, but worked out pretty well. And it's a great, great point. Uh, And so clients that are already in place, following up with them, just touching base with them, continuously reiterating, you know, about most of my clients in the last two months have been 68 or older. Okay. So talking to them about their kids, their grandkids, et cetera, not, and not from a position where I'm trying to sell, but helping them remember, Hey, you know, how much does it cost in you just to be able to get X, Y, Z amount for final expenses? Let me talk to your kids. Let me help you get your grandkids in a position where I can teach them how to use something that they can build long-term that's permanent and helps them later on. So they're not dependent on social security. They're not dependent on a 401k that's at the mercy of the market and the volatility involved, all of those things. So that's number one sub portion of number one is somebody I've already met with that I know I have the absolute best policy strategy, everything for in place. And they just, they're scared and they procrastinate. Those are the only two things it's trust and procrastination. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. So those are the ones that I follow up on personally. I mean, on a regular, regular basis and, you know, 50% of all sales come after the fifth or sixth contact. Got so it. if you're not willing to put in the time and do that, just hand them to me. I'll take them. <laughs> right. Awesome. So, yeah, man, and that's strong. And I think that uh, most people, um, you know, they just keep getting more leads, getting more leads. But it's like, you know, that's only one thing that's happening is your ex- expense is continuing mm-hmm. to increase. That's a never ending kind of thing. When if you just turned around, and just looked at how many leads you already have, how many clients that you already had, and how could you build some sort of relationship or have some touch point, right? Um, and build a relationship with them that then, you, you know, you could probably, um, you know, decrease your expenses like you're talking about. So um, with that, I, I wanna kind of transition into how did you even come across um, Arturo Johnson Consulting in the first place? I have seen your advertisements every single freaking place on social media, if you want me to be completely honest, from um, watching, you know, MJ versus LeBron clips Mm. on YouTube to uh, Facebook to Instagram to um, even now the Tiki Talker, as I call it. Uh, I've seen you everywhere over the last couple of years. And the one that caught me that made me say, okay, I got to, I actually got to reach out and find out what's going on here was when I saw an interview with you and Kevin Alexander, because he, I don't know him personally, I know of him. And he has a very strong reputation in the industry as being somebody who's genuine, forthright. He's obviously been successful. And when I listen to that versus just reading reviews, because Kevin has never been pegged to somebody who's, you know, just going to say whatever he can to bump his own stock. He's a very real and genuine person that made me say, all right, I need something that's going to help me become more efficient. And I've full transparency. I talked to five different companies that have setters and similar strategies before I talked twice to Mitchell 
and made the decision that this was the direction I wanted to go after I spoke with he and Jack. Gotcha. Those were the two that made me say, okay, this is a company that I might annoy the living hell out of them at times because of how driven I can be, but they'll understand it. Gotcha. So uh, I think this is great because there are some viewers and people who have the same type of personality that you is that like you want to make sure that you get it right. So you're going to do your due diligence. You're going to do your research. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of people over promising and under delivering. So you want to make sure you go through those steps. And that's great because this is the perfect, authentic and transparent conversation that I want to have. So what specifically made you pull the trigger to work with us as opposed to the other four or five people that you were communicating with? The other companies kept telling me, well, if you have an idea for a campaign, absolutely. We can, yeah, we can try whatever you want. We can chop it around. We can do all of that. And I'm sitting here going, if I'm going to do that, I'm just going to do it on my own and then hire a third party setter and teach them exactly how I want them to speak the script, everything. I mean, why am I going to pay you X, Y, Z amount of dollars? I might as well just pay an agency, hire somebody that has a slew of setters and virtual assistants that I can coach on my own and build my own campaign. Why would I do that? Why? It doesn't make any sense. So you're asking for a retainer plus ad spend, but I'm the one building everything. So knowing that there were already some framework campaigns in place, that made me say, I can do this and it's going to give me time to be able to develop new ideas that I can shop with Arturo, Jack, Mitchell, et cetera, and say, what do you think about this? And then full transparency, if I do that and we come up with something that we think is a fire idea, you're not allowed to let anybody else use it until it makes me a significant return on investment. Period. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. And and to just piggyback on that. So if you if you aren't familiar with this and your agent wondering like what he's talking about. So number one, Kevin Alexander is a client who's been with us for over 14 months and he's written over one point two million in premium on his own pen. And so he does one hundred K per month on his own pen. And he and, the, and the, the most important piece of that is he is a full time pastor. So he does this only three and a half days a week. So number two is our program, which is is we have a done for you lead generation process that we um, generate the leads for you. But not only that, um, we then have an appointment center that dials them for you. We also have a full blown automation from a million dollar per month agency that we then hook up to. Um, to follow up with your clients. And then we have a weekly call every single uh, Wednesday at 12 p.m. And this uh, here in about an hour or so, John Wetmore is going to be on um, pouring into our group. So that is what we offer to our community. And so um, I, I do want to kind of peel back a little bit. So, you know, after you joined the program, did you feel good about your decision after that first week of going through the process where we were getting things set up? You know, because sometimes people purchase, right? And then it's like, mm -hmm. man, did I make the right decision? And that 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 buyer's remorse or fear comes in. How did you feel once you kind of got in there and looked around? It's like, okay, this is the real deal. Um, I can kind of settle down a little bit. If anybody, I'm going to sound like a jerk here, so forgive me. Um, if anybody dives into something like this and after the first week, week and a half says, oh my God, and has buyer's remorse, that person has no idea what they're doing. Okay. That sounds, we can sound crass. It can sound rude. It's not intended. That's the blatant, honest to God truth. Because at that point, 
they're looking for somebody to do all the work for them if they have that mentality instead of understanding, okay, I've got an organization that has a proven track record. Okay. They have an, you know, an ad account with Facebook that's not going to get flagged immediately like mine might because mine did for three weeks when I first got going. So uh, on the campaigns that I run outside of you guys, Mm -hmm. so ask me about that later, but they, all of that in place just made me say, okay, the only thing that is not going to make this thing work is me. Either I'm going to be lazy and I'm not going to put in the time, effort and energy to this. I'm not going to learn how to speak to these specific prospects the way that they need to be spoken to. And I'm not going to be communicating with the setter, the setter manager, Arturo, Jack, whoever, if it all falls on me because the framework is there. The only thing that won't make it work is if I don't work. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because if you call Kevin Alexander and you ask him, right, if you call Kevin Alexander and you ask him, you know, does this program work? The first question he's going to ask you is, do you work, right? Because the program works if you work it. We give you the leads. Uh, we have the appointment setter there. We have the mentorship weekly. Heck, uh Todd Hausberger did 61K issue paid um, in the month of December. And we have his exact script and the recording of him doing exact role play of him doing the script. So if you got the leads, you got the appointment setter, you got the CRM to follow you up, you have the script and you have the actual version of somebody saying it. How could you not be successful? It's if you just don't do anything. And then we all know in this industry, it's about. 90% of the agents don't really do anything. I mean, they like having the title. They like periodically making a, you know, a sizable commission check, et cetera. But beyond that, they, they complain about the leads. They complain, you know, about everything under the sun. And if they, if anybody listens to me, gets offended, then please understand it's not intended to do that. Maybe it's just time for you to look in the mirror and wake up because there are times when I, throughout the day, look at myself and I'll listen to a recording later on at night. I'm like, dude, okay, here's where you messed that up. And I'm taking notes so that I can either follow up with that person or I can make sure I don't do that. The next time that specific type of conversation piece comes around during an appointment, you, I mean, you gotta constantly, constantly look to improve. And a lot of people look at that and think it's stressful. And that's why they don't ever push to try to succeed. Because if you watch the last dance, Phil Jackson, one of my favorite lines in that show was he said, we had a saying in the group, you're only successful at the moment you perform a successful act. You have to do it again. And most people aren't really even afraid of fear of failure. The fear of failure isn't really as much of an issue as the fear of success, because once you've succeeded, guess what? You got to repeat it. Failure allows excuses. It's easy. Yeah, 100 percent. And that is so good. You're only successful when you perform a successful act. And so um, I really want to talk through um, something that you did say um, just a second ago, which is uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, So let's let's just kind of transition into, um, you know, you've been in the program for a little over uh, five, six weeks. Um, so let's just kind of talk because because at the end of the day, the the most important thing is is results, and that's when anybody watching this is like, okay, tell me about what kind of results you've been able to achieve in the first uh, month or so in the program. Uh, this week will be at the end of this Sunday will be six weeks on the nose, and if I don't com- 
completely screw everything up, then I'll have uh, written just over $60,000 because I'm at fifty nine nine right now. Gotcha. Okay. And so um, how long were you following us before you actually booked the call? Well, I've seen you for six, seven months. Okay. And if I can be completely honest, because uh, a lot of people may say, oh, well, he, he drug his feet. He procrastinated in a certain respect. Yeah. With the other two businesses that I also run, I had to get my clients in those businesses to a point where they didn't require as much of my time so I could focus more specifically on the insurance and financial services side of what I do. Mm-hmm. And that because, I mean, being a business consultant, especially if you're working with small to medium sized companies, you know, they're great people and they have ambition, but they also tend to have a field of dreams mindset. Mm-hmm. As long as they open it, put up a sign, etc., then it'll just magically work. I'm like, that's not how it functions. So I've had to joke with a few of them when they've asked for exponential amounts of help beyond what I am actually doing as a consultant. I'm like, you know, if you want that much help, just sign your business over to me. <laughs> because at now, I mean, I'm running the whole thing. I'm not your consultant anymore. Like this is my company at this point. So I just had to get all of that in a position where. I didn't have, if I signed up with an organization like yours, Arturo, then I wouldn't have you guys looking at me and going, man, I like Jeremy, but he's flaky. <laughs> I didn't want that. So I had to get that in place first and it took about five months. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so as we kind of wrap this up, you know, there'll be agents that are looking at some of the testimonials or even looking at yours and, and thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, this is too good to be true and maybe skeptical to saying where you were and doing their due diligence. So I'm just curious now being, cause you've watched some testimonies and now being one of those, what you would say to somebody that's just kind of putting off the decision, delaying it, um, and kind of on the fence about coming aboard and using something like this. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I willing to work just as hard having all these tools in place that can make me better as you are at just buying leads and cold calling? If you're not willing to work just as hard after your bills are paid, when you have tools that make your life, I don't want to say easier, but more efficient, then stay away. And I'm not saying that to to ruin you signing up new clients. I'm saying that because if an agent wants to make the most out of the opportunity, you have to be willing to work just as hard with all the tools like a setter, like framework already in place for campaigns and, and the willingness of the people that you're working with to build out new ones in the future. You have to work just as hard, if not harder, because as soon as you start becoming totally reliant on getting lay downs and, and uh, thinking that you have a golden goose that will never go away. Well, it's just like watering a plant. It's going to die. Mm-hmm. So you might as well doing what you're doing. Yes. Gotcha. Well, yeah, man. Uh, again, just wanted to share your story. I think uh, it's been absolutely amazing. And so definitely grateful for having you on. So guys, thank you guys so much for hopping on the Rainmaker podcast today. Today, uh, Jeremy, thank you as well. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Appreciate you. Have a great day, guys. Take care. Hey, I know you just enjoyed this video, but I've got a great one for you right here. Make sure you go ahead and click it right now and get a ton more of our free information that's going to show you how to go from zero to 100K per month.